Hello everyone, I'm Mike, and this is Casual Experts Only. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas if you celebrate it, and I hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Now, this is going to be the last episode of this season, and the last full-length episode of 2022. So, I hope you all enjoy it. It's not actually Christmas-related at all. Uh, we're talking about Andor Season 1 in this episode, but... Anyway, I hope you enjoy it, and we got a lot of cool and exciting stuff planned for next year, so hope you keep listening. Hello everyone, and welcome to Casual Experts Only. I am joined by my friend Bryce. Hello. And we are going to be talking about the first season of Andor. Now, we uh, did cover the first few episodes, and I do have that episode up, uh, but we we actually were recording them like pretty much every week, and it was actually my intention to um, put them out weekly, pretty much, but then I remembered, oh yeah, I don't do this for a living, um, and I don't have a bunch of hours to edit, so I didn't end up doing it. Um, but, so yeah, in, in this episode, we're just kind of going to be talking about the first season as a whole and our thoughts and our favorite bits and all that stuff. So, by the time this comes out, it'll be probably like about a month or so since Andor has wrapped. But, yeah, uh, to start things out, what were your initial, or not initial, but like your overall thoughts about this season? My thoughts on the show? I think that I very, very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Um... I will say the same thing that most people will say and say that it was a little slow to begin with in some parts. There's a a lot of explaining. There's a lot of character development. It takes time. And across 12 episodes, I think it's given us a very interesting look at um, the Star Wars universe kind of from a way we haven't really seen. Like, I don't think Mm. we've seen that type of detail yeah like it it, it seemed very wide yeah it seemed like a very wide show it seemed all-inclusive it seemed yeah it seemed like a very good well-packaged like thing if that makes sense yeah and speaking of detail um really it, it it was so detailed that pretty much every little thing in the show like had some sort of purpose in the story you know, yeah. there was, like, nothing wasted. Um, like, to the point where if you weren't paying attention to, like, every scene, you were going to, like, miss stuff. Which I didn't n- notice that, because there were a few episodes that I saw uh, twice. And there was stuff that, like, maybe I was, like, half paying attention to a scene the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then watching it again, I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. Like, I totally missed that the first time around. Like, it's such, it is a very highly detailed show. And oh, yeah. No, like, almost no frame, like, goes to waste. No, I really don't think so. And now that it's over, I, I think that having the two, like, high points, like, the two climaxes in a season was awesome. Yeah. Like, halfway yeah. through being heist. Because you yes. think that they're building up to this one thing, and right. then it takes a few episodes, takes a few episodes, and then it happens, and you're like, wait, there's still half the show left. And yeah. so, I did not expect at all the prison thing. I didn't expect um, the 
yeah, all the me political scenes. I didn't really mm-hmm. expect stuff like that. And yeah. the inner workings of like the ISB, I didn't really expect anything like that. Like no, I am either. actually very pleased with this show. Yeah. Well, and I feel like even though like, yeah, that is pretty much my only complaint with the show was there were some times where it moved kind of slow, I suppose, mm-hmm. like which made it mildly frustrating given the one episode per week format. Um, you yeah. know, where like you, you wanted something, but at the same time, like I was engrossed in like every single episode. I, I was never really bored. So plus I think the slow pace really gave time for pretty much every single character, the character to get developed, which yeah. is pretty unique in a t- not just Star Wars shows, but just TV shows in general, especially shorter ones. So I thought that was actually really cool. And I mean, honestly, this is like, I wouldn't necessarily say it's my favorite Star Wars thing of all time, but I think it's arguably the best written, like, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I, that's a very um, good point, yeah. Star Wars project, uh, Star Wars content, I'd say. Like, cause obviously, it doesn't have the hype of, like, Obi-Wan or, like, the, you know, the main uh six six movies kind of thing you know like it doesn't have the hype of episode three or even like the mandalorian Mm -mm. but it's just like it's a very you know i think adult show and that it's just so well written and you kind of just have to sit and think about it it's not like a you know lightsaber slashing and like the force in every episode kind of show right and that's that's why i think some people like aren't huge fans of it because they're i'm sure they found it kind of boring you know especially like Mm-hmm. You know, I think the general Star Wars fandom, like, I think it's kind of split down the middle of people with a more, you know, mature taste and people who just want to see blasters firing, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, this show is, like, for um, people who enjoy the Star Wars universe yeah, and want That's stories sure. just of, of the Star Wars universe that are important. I <clears> think yeah. that... Um, the casual Star Wars fan may not be like <laughs> yeah. the biggest uh, mm-hmm. fan of it. Speaking of, like, there's already a guy that loves Star Wars that I know, who we talk about every show that comes out, mm-hmm. and he gave it an episode and then pretty much didn't continue it. Yeah, because he just wasn't very interested in what kind of what, what story they had to tell. Yeah, and, I I have a friend fair. who watched like the first three and kind of found it boring. Yeah. And, you know, some people are into, like, all the narratives in Star Wars. They just kind of want to see, like, yeah. just, like, the, the exciting, super important stuff, I guess. Which is cool. Sure. Whatever, they, yeah. you know, whatever you want. But I mean, I, I thought it was a really good blend of, like, really lots of new stuff and lots of familiar Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, I think overall it was mostly new stuff, which I thought was kind of cool because... Right when you think, you know, the Star Wars universe can't get any bigger, they introduce new stuff. Yeah. It's like, they can literally just add, like, they can almost add, like, anything. And as long as yeah. it's, like, adapted well, it works in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know. You know? It's, well, because, like, especially considering the Skywalker saga itself just kind of focused on such a small portion of the overarching story and, like, universe of Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to explore, um, you know, and obviously a lot of that was explored in like the Legends material, but um, yeah. you know, 
that's technically not canon anymore, though. It seems like with the Disney Plus shows, I think it seems like they're leaning a little more into that kind of stuff, you know, at least somewhat adapting some of the legend stuff, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm all for it. Another thing uh, that I like about this show is mm-hmm. the very over-the-top extremist like mindsets of like mm-hmm. the early uh, rebellion. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Arc- it's very like terrorist esque. Like, yeah, like- it's it's very realistic because like uh-huh. in the movies. They only show, you know, they are very one-sided, which makes sense for, like, a story, especially, like, one made in, like, the 70s, you know, where, like, the good guys are very obviously good and never really do anything bad, and the bad guys are very obviously bad, whereas this show is a little more realistic in that it shows, you know, you're obviously on the side of the rebels, or at least, you know, I hope so, but... um, It shows them doing some, you know, scummy things because you know, it's technically war, and war, you know, even good people or people fighting for something good do some pretty fucked up stuff, you know? Yeah, and and I think some of the best examples of that is Luthen and Mon Mothma. Yes, yes. Like, I think... I think especially Luthen. Especially Luthen. I think Mon Mothma, like, any bad stuff she did was kind of accidental, like, she sort of got in over her head. Except for framing her husband <laughs> ah who cares yeah i mean no but she's like a right. very important figure she's playing yes. she's weighing she is in under heavy risk mm-hmm. you know the entirety of the show she's under heavy yes. risk and it only yes. progresses further she, as people are investigating her well yeah she probably has like the most to lose out of like all of the sure, rebel sure. characters yeah. We really don't know much about Luthen and his backstory, to be no. honest. I, I was going to say, it's no. like, I haven't noticed nothing about his backstory. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious to kind of learn about him more. I like the, yeah. I liked him and uh, Saw Gerrera. I liked bo- their mm-hmm. their interactions. That was fun. Yeah, I thought like I thought Saw Gerrera was, was just going to be like a cameo in like one episode, which he didn't have a whole lot to do but it was just sort of a little more development of him and just his relationship with Luthen in mm-hmm. like the two or three episodes he was in and that was kind of cool yeah and speaking of Luthen I, I really liked what they did with his character just overall because like I kind of felt like I went back and forth throughout the series like kind of liking him and then kind of almost disliking him and then liking him again you know it just kind of went back and forth because you weren't really 100 percent sure what he was going to do yeah you know because you 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 knew his motivation was obviously to the rebellion but you you were never sure like what he was going to do whether he was going to like you know sacrifice people or if he was going to you know help uh, help somebody right like he was gonna do a cassian cassian and that other guy like ando something um yeah. That yeah, you know, like and, and and he did end up sacrificing him. Um mm-hmm. you know, to play the long game pretty much. So yeah, like And Val so wanted you, to 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 the the young nerd man. <laughs> like she wanted oh, yeah, to, she the wanted to skip the, the doctor. Yeah, for a second, yeah, she did, yeah. Which yeah, yeah, speaking of Vel, she had a lot more to it too. I kinda thought we were gonna see the last of her after the whole Aldani heist. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we we get to see a lot more with her and figure out she's, uh, you know, grew up in a wealthy family, which was kind of surprising. Yeah. And she's actually cousins to Mon Mothma, which, again, was pretty surprising. Yep. 
and I, I, I find it really interesting, the characters that are basically, like, benefiting from the Empire, but still choose to be rebels and r- risk everything, because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, so I guess, like, Mon Mothma and Vel are examples of that. Yeah, I assume... And, and even Luthen's Luthen's got too. some resources. Yeah, yeah I yeah. assume he's got some... Um, which... Something to lose. I think they all Leia have something is, to lose, yeah. but, like, Definitely. the scale... Like the scale of it's right. different. One person right, is like, Mon I lost Mazza. my father, and then it's like, yeah, I could literally lose everything that I yeah, built like me and my family, you know. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Mon Mothma's daughter's kind of shaping up to be like kind of a, uh, uh, not a radical, but just like super adherent to like their old customs and crap. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I kind of feel by the end of this series or at least by the end of her arc wherever we see that you know she's probably going to like lose her family i'm thinking in one in one shape or form yeah like either she has to go into hiding or they kind of disown her or they end up getting killed or something honestly i would be totally okay if she gets killed (laughs) well (laughs) i mean well she she, we kind of know what happens to mon mothma like she she's in rogue one and she's in episode six so yeah. we know she lasts lasts for a while and is kind of like a huge part of the rebellion, going you know kind of like one of the leaders pretty much. Yeah, but I uh, <clears throat> like I've always said throughout any of these recordings of ours, I just mm-hmm. enjoy the Star Wars universe and, and yes. to take such a specific look, like such a mm-hmm. like precise look at the like ongoings of like so many of these characters yes. involved in a, a, obtaining one goal. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, it, cause, like you said, they developed everybody. Like, yeah. even the ones that died, like they mm-hmm. developed. Oh, yeah. up to that point. And I thought yeah. that, like, even having like you know depth to characters that you know are gonna die is just it makes it better because then it's not just like oh well yes. uh, actor number three died like it it does right feel like, exactly. You know, and I think that's which a, I feel like we see a lot in Star Wars. There, the, there's a lot of expendable characters. You know, there's like the main cast, and then everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, portraying the way they portrayed the Empire, and there's been mm-hmm. several scenes in several episodes where they're like very Nazistic. I, I don't know if that's oh weird. yeah, I feel like but, like they like yeah really went heavy with like the very specific like Nazi angle. Yeah, you know, just I, like having references and kind of the way they stand and act and yes. and you know just they're put together officers and you know I feel like this show leaned into that like more than a lot of other Star Wars stuff. Um, I think probably the only other like probably equivalent in Star Wars is probably that one scene in like uh, The Force Awakens when they pretty much had like <laughs> like Admiral Hux do like a. Uh, Hitler speech and all the first order officers like yeah. saluted him and were like chanting and stuff you know but yeah i mean and, like but that one even visually like it had the red mm-hmm. banner behind him tall single podium. right yeah exactly that was very like blatantly like the thing is yeah. is like they've always been nazis that's the thing they've yeah, always right. been inspired by nazis and i mean they even used old nazi uniforms and stuff in the original movies yeah it's like they, but to go into the, I don't, I don't want to say this. Like, like the inner workings. The char- yeah. The characteristics of the characters and like, ha- mm-hmm. like just the, 
detail in how they yeah. present them as them. It just yes. it, it it really was awesome. Yeah, not well, yeah, that Nazis are awesome, but like the ability <laughs> well, to no, portray but, stories, right? Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course. And I think the actress who played Deidre Miro, um, yeah. her name her name is De- De- She's Denise awesome. Gal. Yeah, she like she, they they did such a good job casting her because like she she does such a good job. But even just like the way she looks, she looks like a freaking Nazi or you know just like that kind of person. <laughs> like she's so yeah, good yeah. at like sneering. And just like, like especially that interrogation scene with Bix, like mm-hmm. the the way she just like looks at her and like sneers at her. I'm like, Jesus, man, she she just looks like evil incarnate. Which, oh yeah. Speaking of that scene, like, I feel like you, were, I, I was almost rooting for her when she was kind of going up against that other guy. Um, yeah, I for, I forget his name, you know, because you know she yeah. was trying to climb up the ladder, but also the other guy was being a dick, and she was actually trying to do her job well, even though she was a bad guy. But then just seeing her in that scene and like interrogating Bix and seeing how like evil and manipulative she was, I was just like, geez, yeah, no, yeah, she's because like, at first she comes out as just core. inquisitive and like yes. creative and and smart and gifted and and uh, very intelligent, and she comes mm-hmm. off as ambitious and all this yeah. all this stuff. And then the second she yeah. gets that position, it like flips, yeah. and she becomes yeah, like it's my control. I want it the way I yes. want it. Like over, like didn't she? Uh, didn't they get command from above her to eliminate? And then she said disregard and did not kill Cassian because they want the ISB wanted Cassian just dead, and she said no, we want to bring him in for questioning. Um, didn't she push back on that? I, I I thought it was her subordinate that just kind of wanted to go in guns blazing, but you might be right. Oh, okay, Because um, okay. I thought she was talking on the screen about it. Well, she definitely kind of went against orders at least once or twice. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember what, what you're talking about. Dude, the last yeah. episode? Yeah, last episode like, was great. Uh, the whole the whole thing. Like, the way that... It was city... a really good climax. It was so good. And, and it was just, like, so rousing. You know, just the way they set up the start of the rebellion on Ferrix, you know, mm-hmm. having Cassian's mom die, but she had like that hollow recording and she gave that speech and it, you you could just see yeah, she's as in the that speech group was of, going like, on. Le- like yeah. uh, town leaders or whatever. Like, yeah, I the forget they call Daughters them. of Ferrix. Daughters of Ferrix. Like that wasn't yeah. even mentioned. Like I don't even think mm-hmm. that was mentioned until she died. And then she was like, yeah, she was part of this group. <laughs> I f- think they mentioned it once, like when she was sick. Um, okay. Cassian's friend, um, Brasso, I think, he mentioned it to Bix, something about, like, she should go see the daughters of Ferex, they'll take care of her because she's sick, and Bix was like, she doesn't want to, but it, but that was, like, the episode before she died. Right, right, right. So, so, so I mean, that was kind of surprising that she was such a yeah. pillar in her town structure. Prominent figure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, prominent figure, pro- public figure. Um, yeah to their town in such an important one enough mm-hmm. to where they take her advice to push it back yeah. against the empire in her final post right this speech um, yeah i like the i like the little i like the droid i even like oh, the droid yeah. you know yeah what's his name i don't even remember <laughs> i liked right. him but i don't remember his name uh yeah it's like b something like almost b, all the droids yeah, are, but... yeah yeah um I don't know, man. I just there's something like it's really hard to describe because it's yeah. almost like this show 
was like a mini Game of Thrones, but Star Wars, right? Uh-huh. The, how yeah. how well it's written and intertwined yes. with one another. That's yeah, kinda, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was I was gonna say that earlier. Like it, the writing, it reminds me of a lot of like cable shows like that, or like Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, where it's they're like just you know a lot of the scenes are just characters talking. Not a lot's yeah. happening, but it's still like things are still happening within the characters. You know, it's not just like stupid, pointless throwaway scenes are happening. It's like characters are actually getting developed, yeah. and details are being you know drawn out things like that yeah and for example of just just with that specific thing about like the mm-hmm. conversations that some of these characters have i know i mentioned yeah. it in one of the videos we recorded but i'll mention mm-hmm. it again um the i think it was the start of episode four or five i can't quite remember it was right before the heist mm-hmm. i think five because the heist was episode six yeah yeah I think um, right. so probably the beginning of episode five both mm-hmm. Cassian and that young man, uh, I forget his name, please, please remind me, the, yeah. the, the, me- the gifted one that yeah. uh, knew on. the flight path out. Karis Nemec. Karis. Yes, yeah. Karis. Um, the dialogue between Andor and uh, Karis, he, yeah. he I, I, I can't even remember exactly what about that conversation was just very nice to me, but the way they... Mm talk back and forth kind of makes it seem real and then the following scene ends up being a conversation between two of the officers within the stronghold Mm -hmm. on aldani yeah and that that's kind of when i first started getting those real heavy nazi vibes yeah yeah yeah. but but the way they speak about the townspeople or the the people the, the native people and how they're like a parasite and the numbers have yes. dwindled and we're on the right track and how yeah, so they have proud such a they have such a superiority complex oh it's 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 amazing like the thing is yeah. like that's the thing is like the diet like it just seems so real mm-hmm. you know and i just i think it's awesome i just think and it's that's awesome. kind of like yeah that's kind of a big thing throughout this whole series this whole season is just how arrogant the empire is yeah. Um, especially like the higher ups, like in episode like three, I think, Andor, like uh, Luthen asks Andor how he was able to steal that Star Path Navigator. Mm-hmm. And Andor basically said, like, they're so arrogant that they, they couldn't even comprehend that somebody like me would be able to just walk in. So that, that that's exactly what I did. I just walked in and acted like I belonged, and they just like yeah. accepted it. You I know, think the and term then thrown, was thrown around fat and satisfied. Yeah, yeah, and and then when Luthen was explaining to um, Saw Guerrero why that mm-hmm. one re- rebel leader had to be sacrificed, you know, he was saying, like, if we s- sacrifice him, then the Empire is going to, you know, think that they have the upper hand, they're going to be arrogant and get lazy, and we'll have more free reign to do, do stuff and plan stuff. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Like they they'll think that it was a victory and that they're you know they they basically will underestimate the the rebellion, right right. Yeah, I so did I like th- that. Yeah, which I think you know it's kind of like, I just thought it was cool because that is like you that you definitely see that in other Star Wars, um, content, but that just kind of happens a lot I think with dictators and other people with you know superiority complexes they always like underestimate people Mm -hmm. and what they'll be willing to do it's a reoccurring theme 
throughout yeah. history. Kind of switching gears. What did you think of Karn and his arc, arc this season? Loved it. I yeah. thought that because at first, you know, he's with the the primo guys, right? And he seems like he fits in mostly well, and then it goes awry, and then mm-hmm. you're kind of like left hanging whether he's going to be joining like mm-hmm. the Empire or the Rebellion because you kind of don't know how what he's feeling. That right. mixed with the like such a weird detail. Like, see, like the thing is, is like they didn't have to include this to make his character what who he is. It just gives him mm-hmm. further depth. But his insane mother. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like you know what I well, mean? Like, there's something that you I don't f- really have to. And right, but I th- think it really does kind of show. Right at, at least, yeah. I think it does at least a bit kind of show why he is the way he is, because his mom is so like. Manipulative and um, just kind of putting him down all the time. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, they could have just excluded her. He could have went oh, home, yeah, and like sat, and it probably he would have been still the same character. You know, they didn't yeah, have to yeah, elaborate yeah, the true. whole weird mother thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, they but they decided to, and she was in it a- several times. Yeah, and yeah, exemplifying that mm-hmm. her behavior towards him. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, exactly. I think I think he's cool, man. I, I like his. I mean, like know, relatively. Yeah, speaking. Like I think a, the he's... right. I simultaneously like like and hate his character. I like that he's yeah. written well, but he's the asshole. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. It's like he's a good yeah. character, but he's a bad character. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah, yeah. I I think he's got a lot of depth. I think he's got a lot of like a mm-hmm. like weird motives, strange motives, mm-hmm. and I'm all for that because. You know, that's fun. I, I, I like yeah. seeing uniqueness in TV shows, and I oh yeah, his like obsession with trying to find Cassian was yeah, pretty exactly. ambitious. Yeah, and then him going even further as to uh, try to meet with Daedra to oh my gosh, yeah, he was like borderline stalking her, borderline stalking her after that interrogation, but he thought it was a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. This isn't a conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's an interrogation. He basically thing. treated it like a job interview when she was interrogating him. You know. Yeah, and then all the way to the end to the ep- last episode, right. where uh, that was interesting. Yeah, they kind he of saved her life, and then he up- ends up saving her life, and she's she actually's like seems like they're gonna like, team thanks. up. Yeah. God, they're going to be just, like, the worst together. Oh, yeah. I mean, Uh, (laughs) but, like, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, no, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting, like, villain duo for sure. Yeah. And to kind of have it set up from the first episode all the way to the last to kind of, like, connect, it it, it just, it's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I really wasn't sure where they were going to go with Karn for most of this season. Like you were saying, it kind of seemed like he might, you know, have a change of heart or something. It was just really hard to read him. Mm-hmm. But by the end, it was pretty clear It was he was just obsessed with Andor. He's just the kind of person that is, like, obsessed with the rules, you know, like, not necessarily because of the pride. rules themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and his pride. Like, it's just his personal thing. But they always, like, ha- those kind of people always have some sort of obsession, and they just sort of, like, link their, like, identity to it, mm-hmm. you know? So they're just, like, driven like a wild dog, like, a- after a stake, you know? It's just, you know, just yeah. never gives up. So... Yeah, I I feel like he's I feel like Deidre is really competent 
he seems like a little bit more like wimpy, I guess, or like less skilled yeah. than she does, but sure. he has like a crazy drive and he's like obsessed and you know, they they obviously share right. the common goal of taking down Andor and for them for both of them now it's I think it's a little personal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think his ambition is really what shines, right? In his, yeah. in his characters, his his drive and ambition towards the goal that he's trying to complete. Um, mm-hmm. I think Daedra also has that, but she has the experience and knowledge to back her up, mm-hmm. you know, because she's ISB trained and right. works and, you know, operates there. She's a lot more straight-laced, I'd say. Yeah. And right. de- definitely more intimidating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's got that power now. Now, what happens right. when Karn right. has that power? Right. Yeah, right. I, I'm the very same, cur- like, curious if she kind of, like, takes him under her wing and kind of brings him into IBS. Or not IBS, fucking ISB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I'm just... I, I'm really pleased with this show overall. I'm yeah. really happy, and it gives me... And it's not necessarily that I care mm-hmm. specifically about how the rebels started to get do all the rebellion that they do. It's cool yeah. to watch the story. Yeah. But the thing that really makes me happy is mm-hmm. the quality of writing. And I know since this is going to be like a prime point for this show is just how beautifully written it was. It's going to yeah. be a... Uh, an expectation next time or or at least it's gonna right. be a standard for writing you know or at least be, hopefully become like a standard for for star wars telling its stories yeah you know yeah i and hope so which yeah that in in that and then the kind of half failure of boba fett <laughs> i say yeah. half failure because most people like kind of are meh on the show yeah and i'm yeah. kind of meh now too nowadays after you know watching something they can make like this hype. yeah well yeah like, and the hype kind yes. of died down right and so it's like yes like they could have they had the ability to write a really good show and yet mm-hmm. they produced the Boa Fett <laughs> like not that yeah. everything in it was bad but like it, there's, no. obvi- there's an obvious difference that's what I'm trying to say yes yeah no there definitely is yeah so I think it raises the bar for for writing standard as far as hopefully in the future when it comes to star wars shows yeah if that makes any Uh, sense yeah um and something i noticed like about this show is it is made by the same people who made rogue one or at least it's written by Hmm. the same guy who wrote rogue one and his brother Tony okay. Gilroy wrote Rogue One, and his brother Dan, they both wrote and directed a lot of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Tony Gilroy technically created the show. Okay. Um, so I think that's kind of cool that they did that, because they're the ones that, you know, came up with the character of Andor. And yes. So I think it's cool that they get to really develop his character. And I really liked um, that they kind of spent time with his friends like it wasn't just andor and these other characters like they actually spent time with andor or andor's friends like bix yeah and the and the and the other guy i keep forgetting his name but the guy he worked in the scrapyard with it kind of game that gave them like extra gave him extra development having those, those connections and just kind mm-hmm. of made everything in his life feel more real and i mean i, I liked the characters too so i i feel like they they added to the show as well 
I don't think there's a character in there that I'm really like, ugh, I hate this character. Right, right, and I don't really think there's a character that I, like, totally don't care about either, you know? I, I like, think I think probably one of my least favorite characters is Mon Mothma's husband. <laughs> well, the, yeah. He also hasn't done a lot. Right, like, he's he, just Except sort for of, kind of be there and yeah, kind of have a few lines. Yeah, right, exactly. And her 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 daughter's kind of on 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 the edge. Her daughter's a little annoying sometimes when she's there, but usually she's not there. So yeah, right. Um, but other than that, like I can't really think yeah. of any character that I thought didn't mm-hmm. belong, no, or yeah. <clears throat> or stood out in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think they were all like had their purpose and fulfilled their purpose. I think the whole prison arc. It lasted way longer than I expected. Yes. And really, it almost felt like a season within itself, even though it was only like three episodes. Yeah. It was like just like a really self-contained story almost, and it was honestly some of my favorite of the whole season, which I, I, I didn't really expect. I expected when he got arrested that he would like start to go to jail and then get rescued or break out. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, all right, well, he got arrested. Now let's get to him getting out and getting on with him joining the rebellion. But... When he was actually in the prison, it was like all this stuff going on in the prison, just the relationship between the different, you know, all the, all the prisoners. In the and the yeah, exactly. What they were doing, where they were at, just, the design of the building. Yeah, it was just so interesting. And oh, oh dude, and freaking cool. Andy Serkis's character was so oh. good. Like, what is with Andy Serkis? He's just like every role he's in, he just like freaking kills it. You oh, know? dude, awesome. Yeah, and I guarantee he'll be back. I can. I, I go, hope I, so. I, I would put money on it. Okay. Well, I would yeah, legitimately put money on it. Because at the end, you know, he went like, "I can't swim," but we didn't actually see him die or anything. So I was, yeah. So I was, I was gonna ask you, do you think he survived? And obviously, you do. So yeah, I'm. I guess I'm hopeful. I, I, I would love to see his character again because I really liked him. At first, it seemed like he was gonna be a hard ass giving Andor a hard time, mm-hmm. but once he figured out that they're not getting out of there he was like a really cool character you know and ended up yeah but the whole t- see, and, and even in even in retrospect you yeah. still like kind of like his character yeah. from the get-go because right. it's like you know that he's doing it for a purpose well like, and there's, he's, a, there's a grander purpose as to why he is the way he is and, and yeah and he was a good leader like he seemed to actually care about the other inmates and he was you know he didn't do anything out of spite or really that much out of selfishness. If anything, it would have, it was like self-preservation, but yeah, you know, he seemed like a pretty solid leader, you know? And yeah. And he seemed rational most of the mm-hmm. time. Like he, he yeah. seemed level headed and he, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really did enjoy his character too. Yeah. 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 And j- j- just the fact that they freaking just like, we're never letting anybody go like they were like when when they first showed the prison they, they showed a bunch of other like prisons it seemed like there was like a whole group of them um, yeah there was like three or four in the first shot yeah and so like from what i remember and figured out and everything it seems like once they release somebody from one of the prisons they just transport them to another one and just kind of yeah. like shuffle them around but that one guy got released and he just got sent to a different level on the same prison yeah. And then they just fried the whole damn level. Once they word got out, you yeah, know, they all kind of found out that I came from a different level. Mm-hmm. That whole yeah, episode but... of them escaping was so cool. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Yeah, because, like, the just... whole time you're just, like, 
rooting for them, like you know, to 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 get out of there, and just the way they did it, it it, it was very climactic. It wasn't Dude, like just disappointing like, at all. The officers just opening fire. Yes. Oh my. You gosh. know, just opening fire right, mm-hmm. the whole, and, and then Andor slow climb up the elevator mm-hmm. to try to get up underneath them. It was just a tense moment, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, um, and and it was it was cool to see all the the inmates just fed up with the you know with the empire and their in their jail keepers mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, yeah the whole one way out let, chant let, let loose. plays yeah. that into it. Yeah, it plays yeah. into it, and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing I wanted to kind of just add that I mm-hmm. kind of noticed because I remember saying it in an earlier episode that we recorded too. Yeah, was I said that there was no stormtroopers in the show yeah. up till that point. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was until the last episode. Um, I didn't notice. I like, think they I had noticed... one or two glimpses in the last few episodes when they were occupying Ferrix, but the, but the, they were very brief and they, they did show like the, no, you're right. You're right. And they did show the clones in, yes. in a, in, in a flashback, which again was pretty cool. I, I will, I'll never get enough of live action clones, mm-hmm. especially considering in the newer, material and then in the newer star wars content they actually make you know actual live action um clone trooper suits as opposed to the cgi in the prequels yeah which i which i think is super cool yep and uh am i mistaken on on this but uh there was death troopers in the final episode yes too. yeah yeah i, I know yeah, you're I right that. that was cool that was cool yeah. yeah they were pretty much accompanying deidre miro most of the last episode yeah. Which really I'm pretty cool. sure they introduced them in, I think, in Rogue One. They did, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that kind of makes sense. They're supposed to be, like, the elite. Like, yeah. Elite, elite. Yeah. Like, like the Navy SEALs of the... No. <laughs> oh, no, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, and and, and it's very cool. They're, they're, they're... the KGB, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's actually probably a better... Um... They're the SS forces. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like that's what they are. Right, and like it's really cool. Their the, their helmets have like a voice scrambler, so nobody can hear what they're saying, but they they can hear each other through. Yeah, it's like, like a, a radio. I, I think I watched a video on it a while ago. Mm-hmm. I uh, I believe it's like a encrypted language type thing. I think oh, they okay. can understand each other. Oh, interesting. All right. So I think it's like jargon to everybody else. So I think mm-hmm. it mixes it up, and I think their helmets replay into their ears with their hearing. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that that sounds I feel, familiar. I feel like I remember that detail, but I can't... I'm not yeah, 100%. I'm pretty sure you're right. That sounds familiar. Yeah. and yeah, Mixed with the fact that you're not allowed to be one unless you're, like, six six or bigger. Yeah. that's yeah, like a, That right. was, like, a requirement, I believe. Oh, okay. Interesting. So they're all really big, tall yeah. dudes. Yeah. I don't know if you ever noticed that. They're I guess always, I... Th- they're always really, like a head and a half above all the other troopers. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about that, especially considering that they don't often show them with other stormtroopers. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like now mm-hmm. that I think about it, in Battlefront Two, <laughs> the yeah, video game, yeah, yeah, yeah. those freaking thing, those death troopers, like are I, the I don't, best, <laughs> dude. Well, they're the best, it. but they're so OP when you're like playing as the rebels. Whenever you see a death trooper, you're just like, run the other way. You're, you're not like, gonna win. Fuck out of here. Yeah, like yeah. it's insane. The only thing that can beat those things is like a Jedi or. something something oh dude it's awesome i love them. but but I love yeah those, they're that, whatever class that is like the elite mm-hmm. class like yeah. the elite trooper well class. they're not even that good in the rebels they're like freaking i think it's the wookies in the rebels yes it is like they're okay but the death troopers are just freaking op as hell 
it's the gun, man. The yeah, oh, absolutely, it. absolutely. That gun is something else. It just mows everybody down. Oh, that and they can regenerate their own health. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no wonder. Yeah, we got sidetracked, though. Eh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, we're still on Star Wars. No. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. so... <laughs> you see that new Lord of the Rings? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um, oh, damn it. I was going to say something, and now I And forget. then I distracted you. <laughs> damn it, Bryce. What the fuck, man? Sorry. Trying to keep a really professional Andor. podcast here. It's I like how pro- Andor prof- went back and get, got his gun and stuff, and there's like people. Oh god, okay, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I, that really. I, I was so happy that he did that because after when, when he hit it on top of the shower in that one episode, and then got arrested, I was like, damn it, he just got all that money and hid it, and then he just lost it all. Like yeah. I assumed he he was never gonna see it again, but then he went back for it. I was like, oh, thank god. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then he gave sneaky. that blaster. Yeah, which I find it a little bit odd that only he and that one other inmate got out together. I mean, obviously a lot of yeah, people you escaped. think he would stick together, right? But I mean, I am glad that at least one guy like he's in Rogue One too. He's the guy. Is he? Can... Yeah, he is. Um, oh. He commands. He leads the the fight on oh. the beaches, I believe. Oh, I knew he looked familiar. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, well, that's cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forget his le- name. You learn something new every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget. There's too many damn names, man. There really are, but that's okay. Oh well. Yeah. Um, a couple of little Easter eggs. We did talk about this in our other ones we recorded, but you know, I never put them out. So I think mo- most of the Easter eggs come from Luthen's shop. Mm-hmm. Um, like we did talk about this, but there was that you know, like Star Killers Sith. Sith um, stalker armor armor yeah Cloak Sith stalker armor very cool um there was also like a jedi and sith holocron in in his back room yep and i think it, that there, there, there was even like older mandalorian armor in there and then um there was i think in the last one of the last two or three episodes actually there was a naboo like headpiece like it, it was actually the same thing that uh padme wore in episode two when she mm-hmm. and a- Anakin got on that like cruise like freighter a thing, headgear. Yeah, right. Or, Maybe yeah. Padme specifically. Well, yeah, that character is named Melshi. Um, that character we we were talking about who was in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. He was in Rogue One. I totally did not. That's a really cool detail. I did not notice that. Huh. Yeah. So he becomes important later. He, yeah, they he does. Just dropped him in there. That's cool. Huh. I'm hoping Andy Serkis is gonna continue. Yeah, to me too. And join up and become a leader. Yeah, which going back to Andy Serkis, he he's had two Star Wars roles now. He was well, Snoke. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he was what you know, like who cares? But also, it is kind of interesting that he's had two Star Wars roles. But, yeah, but you know, one's voice acting, and right? One's cap, like right? motion capture, right? So it's not the same. But I guess to kind of wrap things up what were your favorite or what was or were your favorite episode episode or episodes of this season of course the heist episode yeah and the last episode just because it brings it to to a t um other than that all the other episodes seem cohesive enough Mm -hmm. where it's like it like the quality between episodes isn't really i don't know man that's a that's a hard question yeah, I, I feel like it's all good. There are certain episodes that have a certain, like, have the combination of good writing and kind of a hype quality to it. 
Yeah, that in the first episode, not the mm-hmm. episode where he gets arrested, but the first mm-hmm. episode in the prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say. For me, it's definitely, uh, of course, the Aldani heist. And then pretty much all the prison episodes, like all mm-hmm. there was like two or three of them. I just really enjoy that whole thing. I did um, too. And then obviously the last one. Mm-hmm. That was all great. Which actually, let's talk about that last scene real quick. I kind of forgot to mention it. And by last scene, there's actually, I mean the last scene of the season plus the the uh, end credit scene. Um, yeah. So the last scene, you know, obviously Luthen's been trying to kill Andor this whole time, mm-hmm. and finally Andor's like, "Screw it, I'm just gonna confront him," which I did not really expect. I wasn't really sure what was going to happen, but I, I didn't necessarily expect him to just show up and be like, if you're going to kill me, just frickin' kill me, you know? But otherwise, like, I'm all in. I thought that was really cool, because, like, the whole season I was, like, waiting, like, how is he going to go from being kind of a guy who's just looking out for himself to being, you know, a straight-up rebel? And I... that last moment, we kind of finally get to see him be like, you know what? screw the empire i'm you know i'm a rebel now well it was his mother's dying wish right that's true <laughs> so, yeah so, i mean i well you know, i feel he, like he no longer has family to hold him back right because so, his whole Plus, plan was to find a sister and to yeah. get enough money to take his mother somewhere else mm-hmm. that was his whole plan and yeah. his mother passes away and he doesn't even talk about his sister ever no and not really not after the first few uh episodes or at least maybe just probably just the first episode his mom at one point says like stop trying to find your sister yeah but which that's makes me more curious because like yes I, I, me too I, like i'm really curious this is like like to, to kind of see like i hope they give us more details on her in season two i just i don't i want i wish we had more like details on his like they finished the arc on his youth like i wish they kind of like continued oh, on did. Because they, it was more, it was all the way up until the point that he was taken by mm-hmm. his mother, and then, mm-hmm. and then uh, after that, it was just nothing. It was just okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I kind of wish, like, we find found out, like, why. Me too. Because like, there were definitely a lot of questions left unanswered. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll go into it more, but I, I Maybe. wasn't expecting a second season to this either. I was expecting one season and done. About halfway through this season, I was kind of thinking, like, things are going so slow. Like, are they going to do a season two? And then probably, like, I think around, like, around the time episode eight came out, it was pretty much confirmed. Yeah. And it seems like they're going to be, at least part of it's going to be taking place on Yavin 4, which is, yes, which is where the main rebel base is in the, in episode four and Rogue One. So that'll be interesting. But, yeah, that frickin' end credit scene. <laughs> um, like, we talked about the details in the show, but I feel like there's a lot of things that most shows, even Star Wars shows, there's a lot of stuff that fans just kind of speculate on mm-hmm. but are never really addressed. So I kind of thought that that's what, what they were building in, in that prison. I thought it was just going to be like an unanswered question that, you know, people were going to speculate on and make YouTube videos about, but... It wasn't actually going to be officially answered, but then in that end credit scene, uh, they just straight up show that those pieces they were building in the prison were part of the Death Star. Yeah. Which, 
for some reason, I didn't really think about. I kind of assumed it was like something that you know, like some ship or like a you know a walker or something. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be like. I think it was part of like the saddler, like the dish in the Death Star, which I guess is technically the canon. I guess. Uh, yeah, because uh, it was like one of those. Uh, it was like a connecting piece to like like a seemed like a. I don't know how to how to describe it. Like yeah. it collects sunlight. Oh, like you like like a solar panel? Yes, that's solar panel. Duh. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. And it, it was also very cool to see them just building the Death Star because, oh, yeah. like, it seemed like it was mostly being done by droids out in space. That was kind of cool to see. And yep. it seems like it's, they're mostly done with it, which is kind of surprising. It, it didn't make st- sense, right? Because yeah. we still got like five years until Episode Four, which I, I guess. I mean, technically, obviously, the outside is almost done. Maybe the inside wasn't finished yet. I mean, you got to build a shell before you can build the inside, right? Yeah, so that's, yeah, I guess. And also, I mean, it probably took a while for it to be actually, like, operational. I kind of wish it was a little bit more, like... Incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I want to know when they started building it. Right. Well, I mean, it only took them, like, what, two years? to make a new like b- bigger one and like have it like halfway finished and and operational isn't that crazy yeah that is <laughs> i man, guess those, i didn't think about that like <laughs> those imperials are freaking busy man they're just like well that one got destroyed time to start work on the other one we got a tight schedule yeah exactly but yeah i guess they build those things pretty quick who knew that you could which which is a... kind of funny because yeah. we know the death star plans well like Actually, yeah, that is a bit confusing. Like, maybe I'm just totally wrong here, but didn't, like, Jyn Erso's dad, like, help to design the Death Star? Yeah. But then in Episode 2, it seemed like the Genosians already had, like, a complete plan for the Death Star. I don't know if they, like, it was, was, like, incomplete or, like, the Empire did tweaks on it or something, but... I don't know. The history of the Death Star seems a little murky because yeah. if they had plans in Episode Two, like how long did it take for you know Palpatine to get them? And like if they you know if they had them for like twenty years, you know how long? Like why did it take so long for them to start building it? Because it seems like they have a it has a pretty fast like t- turnaround rate when it comes to building it. Well, he needed all the slave labor, so he needed to be in control. I guess yeah. He probably waited. He probably just or, waited until he was in control. Yeah probably well no like i'm sure that but i I mean even between episode three and four that's like 20 years but it doesn't seem like i don't know maybe it took a lot longer to build that one oh oh, as 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 as, as opposed to the second one did you notice it wasn't above geonosis uh there's a different planet in the background yeah yeah which well yeah because in um in episode two, the Geonosian like leader or something, he took the plans and like escaped with them. So I don't think they were like. I'm having a hard time recalling. Yeah, like it was a very throwaway scene, as in it was very short. But um, during the whole skirmish on Geonosis, the yeah. poop fly leader, whatever they're called, those aliens. Geonosians. Yeah, they they look like dried poop, let's be honest. They do. Um, <laughs> um, they he, look like those like birds of prey pellets. You ever seen those? 
like, yes, yes. You mean like the things they that like they they hawk up? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. They they, they look do. Like they look they look like that, but like dried in the sun for a day. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So like he, he like there was like a hologram of the Death Star, and he grabbed it and put it on like a space thumb drive and said, um, you know, like we can't let these plans fall into the wrong hands or something, and like seemed like he was getting off planet with them. Well, surely there's for such a big structure, there's got to yeah. be lots of plans. So I mean, I'm sure it wasn't just hey, here's the entire plan. Yeah, I mean, compartmentalized. Like especially like considering Rogue One, they had engineers working on it, so it must have been incomplete, or they like used it as a base but made it their own. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there's like eight million freaking like YouTube videos analyzing this. I don't know why we're trying to think about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can just go watch a YouTube video. Right. Yeah. About. Exactly. I don't know. We're 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 unqualified to be talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm not no Star Wars expert. We I'm, haven't I'm been spending. Fan. Yeah. We're we're casual experts. We <laughs> we, ha- <laughs> we haven't spent eight thousand hours thinking about this. No. Um, I try not to. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, right. I mean, it's we, we we probably could if we didn't have any responsibilities, but uh, yeah. So, Andor season one, pretty great. I'm looking forward to season two. I don't think there's any specific date for it, but I'm assuming it's probably not going to come out for another year or two. Yeah, which kind of blows, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'll probably forget half the stuff that happened this season by the time it comes out. Yeah, and I'll have to rewatch it again. Right, oh, I know. Oh darn! darn. What a shame! <laughs> Dang it! Yep. Oh well, but Mando yeah, season three. Next, next year. Oh, yeah, that that comes out in, like, February, I think, or March. Yeah, I think so, it's early on. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And then I, th- I think Ahsoka's supposed to come out in um, the summer. I think so. And I think that uh, Alkalite's supposed to come out maybe next year. Um, yeah, I'm really I, enjoying this whole show rotation thing. Like, it seems like every year they're going to have two or three shows. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, even the ones that are a little weaker, like Book of Boba Fett, they're freaking enjoyable, you know? They're still enjoyable, absolutely. Yeah. Star Wars, who cares? Right, exactly. So, and I feel like, it, it, like, with, I feel like a little different, like, with the whole Marvel thing, because with Marvel, they're already so goddamn saturated with the movies by the, by the time they started the shows. And sure, yeah. there were, like, a lot of Star Wars movies, but they were, like, the most, you know, this kind of, the, the more contained Skywalker saga, whereas... Mm-hmm these Star Wars shows are exploring parts of the universe that haven't really been explored much in the movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I I really don't see myself feeling any sort of Star Wars fatigue anytime soon. I don't think I'll ever have Star Wars fatigue. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Unless they start honestly, doing really just bad decisions. Like, if they right. do more, like, the prequels. Right. Like, not you, prequels, sequels. The sequels, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, if they start just, like, throwing out garbage, I'm gonna get yeah. mad. Yeah. But it seems like we're on a good track, so Definitely. I think I'm feeling pretty happy and, and yeah. content with the Star Wars future. Yeah, they have good writers, and it seems like Dave Filoni and um, John Favreau have like a lot of say in stuff, and they've just been hiring a lot of really good talent, mm-hmm. and they have actual plans for things. <laughs> yeah, I'm Instead still of salty. just making yeah. it up as a good that's a go along. One thing I'm still salty about the show is the AKs. <laughs> I still wish they would have yeah, shot Yeah, I know. I know. That would have just, like, just, just, just straight, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, I mean, man. they've always used old gun, Like, they've right. always used real-life guns for some for, of the... For blasters. Yeah, which is cool, but, like... It, it would have been funny as hell if they just start, like, firing it, you know? I'm not like, actually that salty like, about it at all. speaking in Russian, yeah. Zuckerblatt! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. It's, it's the only Russian I know, pretty much, so... yeah. But yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening. That is 
it for this episode. Be sure to check out our other episodes on this podcast and uh, check out our social media and our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. All going to be under the name Casual Experts or some variation of that. So, yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace out. See you later.